Welcome to the Full Scope Podcast, hosted by Landon Leach and Caleb Stafford. We are committed to pursuing all things Jesus, outdoors, hard work, and being free in who we were made to be. We are here to share our passion for living life to the fullest as sons of God. Thanks for listening. Now let's get to this week's episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Full Scope. I'm your host, Landon Leach, with our other host who's back this week, Caleb Stafford, from his elk hunt and hunting all over the place and going to Mexico and everywhere else. Yes, world traveler in two weeks. Yeah. How, how was it? How was everything? Uh, I mean, of course, everything was wonderful, uh, beautiful. A lot of work, a lot of relaxing, a lot of all the above. I mean, both trips were really great. Uh, didn't come home with anything, but had a great experience. Yeah. Me and Wyatt had a great time. Yeah. Uh, oh, Wyatt. Got to hang with uh, his girl Aspen some too, so it was all, nice. it was all really good. And uh, we're going to try again next year. We were really how, many close, miles but... how many miles y'all putting in a day? Uh, we put 92, or I put 92 miles on the Shoe Leather Express, is why it says. <laughs> and Coin that phrase. He, Lord, you know, he hunted all month. I don't know. Yeah. He, I think he touched over 200, maybe. Golly. Something crazy like that. Uh, a lot of, a lot of hours walking around and. I mean, it was fun. I mean, the time of year to be out in Colorado right now is beautiful. Yeah. All the aspens are changing and scrub oaks are changing. And it is a lot of beautiful colors. Snow starting to fall. I mean, you just, Thanks. all the majesty that the West and the Rockies is, is freaking awesome. Yes, I love it. Um, awesome. So that was good. And then Mexico was fun. Uh, celebrating one of my best friends, Colin, getting married to Hannah. So congratulations, congratulations to Colin. the Holtz. Yeah, <laughs> big time, big time. Uh, and then back to the real world now. Yep. <laughs> look forward to that for a long time, and here it's already come and gone. So. Yeah, dude, that's wild. You have worked all year long to get to that elk hunt. <laughs> but, yep. I mean, it set some really good things in your life though this year for oh sure. absolutely i mean it's really changed my day-to-day -day and how i the disciplines that i choose and some of that i'm not crazy like i'm not a freak yet but mm. it's definitely starting some stuff as far as working out and really <laughs> mindset stuff man when you get out mm. there and you're in the back country and it's you've put 92 miles in or Heck, if you just, heck, when you get to like mile 50 and it's day five and that you haven't seen too, too much yet, you're like, yeah. man, is this worth it? The mental game's crazy. Dude, I can only imagine. I went, you know, I went hunting like last week, weekend at Chuck Swan on public land for two days. And I was just, I had like a half mile hike in, backpack and tree stand and up the hills and stuff. And I was just like, God help. <laughs> this this is about point zero one percent of what Caleb did. I've got a lot to get going on. 
I'm it's done. A completely different ball. I'm game. dripping sweat though, and I'm like, "Yep, I got a ways to go." But I've got some age on him, so it might take me a little longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is definitely something to work towards, and you can never prepare enough for it. I mean, it don't matter how much you do; there's still humbling experiences and stuff you got to power through. So, I mean, it was it was super good, all in all really yeah i mean you've got to love the hunt just for itself and the whole experience to i'm just saying i'm sure that that it is yeah it's like i just you know talking to you some while you're out there i just putting my trying to put myself in your shoes i was just like for me to endure that i probably would have i mean you're you're focused for one i mean you're looking you're like you're on a mission out there it ain't like you're just strolling so it's like right you know, you just got to stay focused on your whole reasoning and enjoy it at the same time. And I'm sure, but I mean, I know it's, I, I just thought like, dang, I bet, you know, the, just the, the process in general is pressing of the mind of just like, oh, it's gosh. your worst enemy out there. You want to quit, you want to sleep in, you want to yeah. not go as deep as you want to, or give up or go to a new spot or, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that's thrown at you. And a lot of people give up pretty fast or don't even do it in general. And you just got to, you got to put all that chatter in your head aside and just say, yeah. you know what, I'm doing it regardless how I feel, regardless of what it's going to be like. Cause you know, that long truck ride home, you're going to be like, man, I probably should have done this or I should have done that. Or, and it's like, you put all that work easier in. when you got some food and a yeah. shower and all this other stuff. God, and that is so real, though. The like, strain even, in the moment is you're like I just not. I've never even experienced it. All the I've not even experienced that, but I can just imagine. Just like it's just crazy how like the comfortable, just a little side tangent, like the comfort that we all are drunk with and have so much of. It clings to you as the ball and chain that wants to like literally steal the hunt from you because you're so like. It's like you've worked for a year to oh, be absolutely. here. How are you going to let like you know that part of the process keep you from doing it? That's why yep. it's just crazy how things. No, it's, that's really it's actually thing. incredible how fast it bogs you down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it attacks very quickly. So it's wow. The mind, the mind is the toughest part of all of it. I mean, you can be in shape or you could not be in shape. And if you've got a sharp mind and can power through stuff, you'll be all right. But being in shape and stuff, of course, helps. Yeah, dude. But I can imagine. If you're weak-minded, it don't matter how freaking fit you are. You ain't going to last. Yeah. The the fitness definitely does play a part into, like, if you can shut the mind games down quicker, I feel like. (laughs) If you're gassed and your mind. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps. Yeah. I would just think so, anyways. But awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, well, we're both glad to be back. And, you know, I'm going to let Caleb speak to this a little bit just because I think you were the kind of the first one that brought this up. But today we want to talk about we really want to talk about worship and just a lot of different things around the uh, the concept or the subject of worshiping God um, and uh, all that. It's, you know, you know how we do our life experiences, wisdom we've learned from it, things like that. So, Caleb, what, what's Kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, just start us off. Uh, 
So, in particular, I mean, we've just witnessed a lot recently of mm. stuff and situations where, I mean, heck, it's so prevalent in America anyway that Christianity is super watered down and it's very catered towards uh, Christianity or following Christ and claiming to be a Christian is something you just add on to your plate. Hmm. It's just something else that you identify with and you accept their morals and you're a good person and you believe in heaven. So you got a, hmm. a, a slight chance of hope at the end of the day when you die. Mm-hmm. But truly following Christ, there's so much more depth than that. And it's subbed up for, dude, I saw some video the other day that it's absolutely convicted the crap out of me and i mean it was it was so good but i mean very humbling i mean it's making me really rethink life right now wow. <laughs> and i saw it like two or three weeks ago it was some pastor and he was talking about like imagine if you get i mean of course it's just like a little instagram clip so this ain't the whole thing this could be totally out of context but this is what he said uh-huh. uh he's talking about what if you're in line at the pearly gates one day and you get up there and you're waiting in line and you're standing next to somebody and you start talking to him and the dude's like, yeah, my name, my name's Paul. And you're like, oh, Paul, that's cool. He's like, no, like I'm, I'm apostle Paul. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh, frick. Yeah. Okay, dude, that's incredible. Like start, you're like starstruck. So then yeah. you start talking to him. He's like, yeah. Start sharing stories, of course, of like all the things he went through. And then he's like, he gets to you and he's like, he stops talking about himself. So ask you. Uh, so, what do you, what do you do for Jesus? Mm. <laughs> and it's like, frick. What? Who yes. am I? What am I going to say that's going to even compete? You know. Mm. So it's like, what is my life really speaking of? Who do I worship? Do I mm. worship myself? Do I worship these other things that we make as idols? Whether that be money, a job, a persona. Uh, a family of, hmm. uh, I mean, there's a ton of things that we can fill in the blank there, but yeah, just that video really, <laughs> I mean, it still hits me every time I think about it. Hmm. And yeah. there is so much to be said about worship and what it is and the importance of it. And hmm. That's why we really want to talk about it as an episode today, because, Lord, we could talk about this in like a whole series, yeah. not one episode, because there's so much in it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's kind of like the heart behind it, at least, yeah. anyway. Um, Yeah, dude. So, just kind of first starting off, we have some things, we you know, some points here, but we want to talk about worship as a... Um, position as a posture and what that what that looks like um and <clears throat> so i guess yeah uh the go ahead okay let me talk about posture a minute and then i'll jump okay <clears throat> yeah so when we originally discussed that this would be a topic uh the stuff that came to my mind and what really stood out to me was how much recently in my life mm. uh, 
posture has made a huge difference in how I worship. Wow. Talking about literally. Um, hmm. And it can be anywhere from your heart posture or physical posture. Yeah. So I'm talking more towards the heart right now. Yeah. Just on the mere fact of, okay, worship is not something that it's like, okay, I get in this Christian Bible Bible reading church going guy's car and he's gonna listen to worship music. Mm. Just cliche. Um it should be something that actually stirs you when it you listen to it. Now, yeah. yes, of course, I mean, it's great to have it in the background and, like, really speaking to your spirit, I mean, just at, at any time. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed recently when I turn it on specifically with intention, with a heart posture of I want to worship the Lord, it really changes how it affects me and really impacts my experience mm-hmm. with God in those moments. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, it's just super fulfilling and that's been a super game changer with me recently. So yeah, uh, that's what I got to say on that. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess I don't have a question. So what do you think are, you said, what are the, what are the, the things that you have done? Like that you have like recognized, I guess that were like, when were when were you able to first recognize like your heart posture i guess like that like the revelation of like oh i'm starting to connect and worship better than i used to and i'm recognizing that my heart posture is different than it used to be uh that i've grown in that like when what are some things you recognized yeah. and did <laughs> um well first and foremost the biggest thing that changes that i mean like Dude, I used to be, like, the biggest country music fan and, like, going to concerts all the time, and that's all I listen to in the truck of, you assume that Caleb's listening to Hardy or Morgan Wallen or whoever. Yeah. And uh, there, I mean, there's nothing wrong with country music whatsoever, so, I mean, like, this is not condemning country music or whatever listen, mm-hmm. music you listen to. I'm just saying the shift in me happened when recently, I mean, I've just noticed that Jesus, there's been a revelation in the past few weeks of some sort mm-hmm. or past month yeah. or two yeah. where my heart is being pulled closer to Jesus mm-hmm. and my eyes are opened up to the worth that he is. Wow. Meaning, amen, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm into that. I'm, and what I mean by that is like, he deserves it ultimately. Yeah. I mean, he deserves my time in the car. If I'm going to be listening to music, it might as well be praising him mm-hmm. and who he is just because of how, that's how worthy he is. Yeah. Wow. So ultimately, that's kind of like what I don't know. I can't really pinpoint the moment, but I know yeah. that's been a thing of just like if I'm listening to music anyway. How pointless is this other bullcrap music of whatever it's written about? Yeah. And what if I spend that actually connecting and praising my Savior hmm. instead? So, Yeah, dude. And I, I'll just say, like, we've talked about this, but, like, it's funny because, you know, 
you, I used to be like, which I am. I, I just think I'm healthier now, but I was like very all worship only. And like, you know, you helped me kind of like <laughs> introduce, like, uh, like bring country and other, and just music back into my life in different genres. Cause I just really just didn't listen to anything else but worship for years. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> until I talked to someone, they'd like, show me a song. I'm not, but I, other than that, in my own time, I'm naturally going to gravitate. And honestly, I've, I'll, I, I never stopped naturally gravitating towards worship. I just chose to, you know, bring country and other stuff back in because I wanted to listen to it and just, it was fun. Um, and it was healthy for me, but, um, yeah. The, uh, but like that, dude, that's, uh, you know, whether everybody, like people listen to worship in their car or not or whatever, that's your own thing. But I mean, for you to be able to recognize like your hunger to just, you know, and I think the heart posture part of that from what I'm hearing is this, like the engagement, you're not just playing worship. You're actually engaged with yes. it. Like you, you recognize yeah, that like I'm, I'm giving something, you know? And so that, you know, just to speak from what Caleb's talking about, as far as posture, I also say your position, you know, so we have to first recognize when we're talking about worship, like worshiping God is not just sitting in a pew, listening to singing a hymn or sitting in your chair and reading the words on the screen and singing. Yeah. That's, that is, that looks like worship as far as like what the act looks like, but to actually worship, we're talking about obviously hmm. truly worshiping God and that truly worshiping yeah. God has many things in it and many different sides and depths to it. And you have to start with your position. You know, when we're talking about this and our, and your posture is true worship comes from a heart that is postured to worship him. What I mean is so like, for instance, someone will just, so for instance, like someone playing football and I heard this all growing up around me and other people playing sports, but it's like, they'll be like, Oh, you can just tell their heart's not in it. Like they might be good at it or they might go and play the games or go to practice. Yeah. But, you know, you could tell the ones whose hearts were in it, quote unquote, hearts were in it versus those whose weren't. And, and I think when it comes mm -hmm. to worship, we have to let our heart get in it. And that is when our heart, heart posture changes. That's when, that's when our head gets in the game. You can think you're doing that for a long time until you actually are. And then you're like, this is definitely different. You crave it. You desire. Dude, that's it. so true. That's so good. You know, you desire to be like, I think of it as if you were taking, say you're going to worship service and you, you're going to worship the Lord. And when you get to your chair, there's not a chair there. There's a bed and you just lay down versus you go to worship and there's a chair there and you're sitting up straight, lean forward. You know, there's two different postures there. One is coming there to just lay down, which, well, don't hear what I'm not saying. You can lay down in the presence of God and still worship him. I'm just trying to give an image here that there is a leaning in to worship. There is a, an act. There is a posture that says, I know that I'm a son of God and that my Lord saved me and he is worthy like Caleb said, and I'm here to give him worship. I'm here to, I am locked in. My position and posture is worship God. You know, I'm not going through the motions. I'm not, 
I'm not here because this is what godly people are supposed to do. I am here worshiping because I want to be worshiping. And I'm giving something. So, yeah, giving something is a great, uh, great way to word that. Because when we say, when we say posture, those are good images. Posture, we mean like, is his heart hard? Is he thinking Mm. about something else? Yeah. Is he focused on something uh, else? Yeah. Distracted. Um, there's a lot of different things. Just heck, not even open at all. Just like sometimes they'll just stand there, or not do anything because they're not engaged. Or hey, I mean, there's a bunch of different examples. We don't have to read them all off t- to know exactly what we're talking about. Y'all have seen it, so hmm. we just mean there's definitely a place within yourself when you show up. Heck, even if it's in your house, that's another place. Just turn mm-hmm. the music on and go to town. I mean, like, let your house be a place of worship. Yeah. Um, but it's saying, like, I know the worth of God, and he is worth giving up yeah. myself for that. Yeah. My time, my whatever. Sing as loud as you want to. Like, mm-hmm. get, unco- get uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And like everything we say on this episode is going to come from this right here is that worship is a posture and a position, positioning yourself to worship God, posturing your heart to worship God. Your heart is sitting up straight, mm-hmm. ready to give love to God. The, the position is I am when I walk in here or when I go to my room to worship God, I don't go there lackadaisically. I go in there and my position is I'm a son of God who loves to worship the Lord to the fact that I'm actually carving out time in my day just to go do it. Cause I love it so much, you know, cause I want to do it. Yeah. I think a lot of times like men who have well-meaning desire to be godly, but don't understand how to live a life of worship. They'll get in the service or they'll go to a thing They'll worship, you know, the songs they'll sing. They might sing along or something. But their minds are so set on, and this is not a bad thing. Don't hear me out. This is not a bad thing. But their minds will be so set on, just give, I want the word. I want the deep teaching. I want the theology. I want the wise principles because I'm trying to be a good charactered man, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's almost like they're missing the whole point. And I've had conversations this week about that. If you're trying, if you want all those things as a man, as a man, and you don't have a pure, deep place that you have carved out in your life for worship, then you're doing all those things in vain. You're not actually doing them to meet him. You're not actually doing them because of your love with him from a place of intimacy and love, which is where, you know, what worship helps build. Um. Oh, absolutely. I mean, heck, you the example of David and oh, all yeah, the David. great things of a man that he was, the warrior, the king, the shepherd, the giant slayer, the fill in the blank, he did it all. Uh, he wasn't too manly to worship. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude danced in the streets. The dude uh, sang many, many songs. And... Yeah poured out his heart to God, whatever he felt God was worthy of, he gave it to him. Yep. Uh, He was very undignified in those things. 
Men who have healthy masculinity that are men of God know how to worship because they know that their masculinity and manliness does not rise and fall on living from their heart and loving God in an expressive way in worship. You know, I've actually found that like when I am the freest in worship and not in free like actions, I mean in my heart, my my true, my love to the Lord, like it actually brings about a truer um, identification of the man inside of me, of the man that I am. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yes, it's like, dude. like I haven't experienced that today, even at church. Like I left today, like all these things that mean you talk about, like just all the different things that I'm working towards right now felt 10 times more alive to me as I'm walking to my wow. car, thinking about them. But because I got so, f- I got so fed, but I'll, my heart was let out to love God, to worship him, you know? And, you know, worship is such a, it is a lifestyle. Like it is a lifestyle that we live. We live in a, we live in like Caleb. It's not the fact that Caleb turns on worship music. It's the fact of his heart's desire to worship the Lord and be in that place in himself, to be at position himself in that way all day long and posture himself. He's like, I don't want to be out of a line right. from this. I want to, I want to steward my life yeah. in a way where I can stay lined up with my heart open, loving him. Yeah, that's well said. Cause I mean, that could easily be twisted and think that that's, and the action you got to do to worship God more. And it's actually, mm. it's so much deeper than that. That's just a easy way to express it. Yeah. Um, it definitely is a lifestyle though. I mean, worship is giving something. So it is your life. It mm-hmm. speaks volumes of heck. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of different sayings that I've heard about this subject over the years. Number one, I remember back in like middle school or early high school or something, and some guest speaker we had was like, show me your playlist and I'll show you who you are. And it's like, at the time, you know, I'm like, well, (laughs) I don't, I don't know what to say. I guess I'm just a country hick or whatever, but now it's like, uh. the older I get, the more truth I see in that. And Mm -hmm. it really does. I mean, it's feeding your, your mind and your soul, Mm -hmm. even if it's subconscious. Yeah. But that was just a random thought that came to my mind. No, that's Um, good, dude. And like with that, well, I mean, we're, we've said it to the point where, I mean, like we'll go on into it, but like worship. So like worship, it's about the posture of your heart the position that you put the position you put yourself in or you live from really the position of a son loving their God, loving their father, but that you coming, um, this honestly is probably one of the biggest mindset changes, but uh, worship is an offering. Like we've talked about, it's giving of something you're giving your life, you're giving, you're surrendering all these things. But like it is like the Bible talks about, like you're giving God an offering of praise. Like we don't, give sacrifices anymore we don't kill things we give ourselves yeah and everything in our lives is worship we (laughs) worship we worship our lives we worship the lord with our lives you know singing and 
singing and Jeez. shouting and clapping and all that is just an expression of worship. But like our whole life is worship and our whole life is an offering. And you can Come go in. This one's pretty deep because you get into a lot of things, but like most, this is actually a root mindset that feeds how, knowing how to live from the kingdom and have kingdom vision. Because if your life is living constantly laid down as an offering, you're constantly looking at how your life is releasing the, the kingdom of God and how your offering that is you is in tune with what God's doing around you. Like that's really a root revelation that has to happen in our hearts and minds to see that, to see what God's doing, what God's doing through you, how he's using you or what he, you know, like where you're at with his move. Cause like your heart desires to be where he's at and moving with what he's moving, you know? Yes. And gosh, yeah, that's so good. The talking about offering brings up another, this is where I brain farted at. (laughs) I mean, another saying is the show me where your money is and that's where your heart is. I mean, or however that saying goes, I totally just butchered that, but it's something about, it's something about, uh, Oh, I don't know. I know you're trying to say that. Yeah, dude. I don't know the word. Yeah, I don't know. It's all right. Where you treasure pretty much ultimately is where your money goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, okay, so take this principle Mm -hmm. of the same thing as an offering. It, worship costs you something. Yeah. And, or at least it should. Mm -hmm. And, if we're talking about lifestyle here, this this really has to not just be singing and just being an elaborate giver of your heart as well, but it also should reflect in all of your life, mm-hmm. such as your finances. So, what you if you really love God, are you giving yeah. God His portion mm. first? Yeah. Come on, and. I'm not saying give to just some church or some anything. That is literally scripture, mm-hmm. and that is what God deserves. If you believe, uh, he asked for 10% and asked you to live off 90, and heck, even Rich has told me before we had the conversation about this, and he said, in reality, if you are a believer in God, that money is actually a hundred percent God's. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you're just the manager of it. So what's ten percent of the money that you're managing? Yeah, like, dang, that's so true. Um, but it yeah. all it also it also looks like in lifestyle for your job. Yeah. Uh, how you carry yourself and the the amount of excellence that you are driven to achieve just because of not for your boss, not for you, not for that big paycheck or to impress mm-hmm. somebody. If nobody's looking over your shoulder, you should still be doing just as hard as work, if not better, because you're working for the Lord. Yeah. If you take that mindset to it. And that totally has affected my lifestyle, that's for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, I'm thinking like, you hear people hear me on here talk about having like 
you know, seeing these things, like having this big purpose behind hunting and things for me and all this. And mm-hmm. it's like, some people be like, probably don't even compete with that. Cause they're probably like, well, I mean, I've hunted my whole life. My family, like, it's just something we do. I don't know why there got to be some big meaning behind it. And it's like, for me, like yeah. there is because everything that I do is unto the Lord. And it's like, not that I, I can do very, you know, I can do very lighthearted things. I do all the time. Um, and I'm not, I'm not some, you know, over spiritual per over spiritualizing everything in my life. I'm just, if I'm going to be giving my time to a lot of things, to different things, I want to make sure my heart's pure in it and I'm doing it with God. You know, like, wow, I'm yeah. worshiping the Lord because I'm bringing the Lord into it. You know, it's like, I celebrate that, you know, hunting's in my life and I've got to do that. And it's something I'm growing in and I really enjoy and love, but it's like, and it means, you know, it, it has a deeper meaning for me because of just my life and, you know, how I've experienced different things. But also, like, the reason I'm even doing it is because of God's move in my life and my relationship and worship for to Him. So it's like, you know, bringing God into the things you're doing creates space for you to worship God in the things that you're doing. You know? Yeah, that's it's it. Like, it's like if I'm going to change, oh, it. if my posture is set on, Father, I want to do this with you, then you're mm-hmm. actually creating space to worship him. Because as you're doing that with him and you start seeing little victories, who are you going to give the credit to? You're gonna, It's going to give you opportunities to honor him and worship him in those things that you've let him come into with you. You know? And so Jeez. it's like there's an offering there. There's an offering to give to him. And, and like, to, and it's like, Okay, an offering to God is a is love. Like it, yes, it's it's a sacrifice, but you're loving Him. This yeah. is all about relationship, and like the Father is pouring His. I texted Caleb today of this scripture that came up on my mind during worship, and it was talking. It was the scripture that says that the love of God has shed abroad in our hearts. That the fa- and I just see like the Father just like pouring like. I don't know, like water and it just like trickling down like a cascade on rocks. And that's like our hearts. And it's just like, it's covering our hearts. It is shed abroad. Like it covers everything. And it's like us worshiping him and all that we do, especially in worship and song and singing to him and letting it out through our voices is letting our love shed abroad to him. You know, it's like, it's this, it's yeah. this, it's this collision. And when we get in rooms full of a, hundreds of people worshiping let it out and you know we talk about this a lot but like the secret place it's like you won't worship god if you were you you won't worship god outwardly in public what you don't do inwardly in private and it's like yep. you can really tell someone who is worshiping god behind the scenes because of their just pure love for him by how they worship amongst other people you know, you can just tell, you can tell that they're, they're, they don't care that they're, they love being in a room full of a bunch of people worshiping God, but they're not trying to be seen worshiping God. They are there to enjoy worshiping yes. the Lord with everybody else. Yeah, that is, that is well said. They're bringing their portion to the table and they'd be bringing the same amount regardless of how <laughs> five people, one person. Yep. Thousands. They're going to be the same way and give God yeah. all of that the same because they're doing it at home. They're doing it in their closet. They're doing it in their car. They're doing it wherever that secret place is for them. 
yeah. they they have cultivated it to the point where they get to bring the fruit of that to a corporate level. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great word. Hmm. Yeah. How would you say, I'm just curious cause I've just talked a lot. I'm curious on how, like, how have you seen that the offering piece? Like how have you seen yourself get, like understand that in your own worship for him? Um, mm. Okay. So, I mean, really a lot of that has come alive to me way more recently than something I've been practicing for years. It's been, Mm. I don't know, six months maybe or something like that, that that's really been started in me. Um, The offering piece from where I grew up and the mindset and the culture that I had of worship at church Mm -hmm. was I went to the big, a big church where multiple service every weekend, a lot of people and it, I mean, I can, I can say a lot of things. So Lord, please God, (laughs) (laughs) may it be good. Um, like you just hear a lot of comments and I'm sure you have too. of like, Mm. well, worship wasn't, they didn't sing my favorite songs oh, or worship gosh. was okay today. Yeah. It wasn't this. And they're like comparing it to other churches they've been to or last week's service or yeah. any of that. So there's one example. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one would be you sing the words on the screen and there's not a lot of freedom. You could, you feel tied yeah. as a, you feel oh, tied God, to the word know. and the next word you can't, there's no freedom to just express. Yes. But like, I mean like not even looking around or like, yeah. I mean like hands in pockets, like very, very, very stiff atmosphere where you don't. Yeah. feels very forced. Yeah. Instead of like we do this because we have free to environment. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. And it was like, well, we sing our two songs. The pastor comes up and introduces the week and then you sing another song and then you get on the service. Lord forbid we sing so- four songs or <laughs> something gets off kiltered, you know, and yeah. it throws the schedule off and then everybody's looking at their watch and wanting to go to lunch and all this stuff. And I just say those examples because that gives a framework for what I've come from and how mm-hmm. I viewed worship. Like if somebody lifts their hand, it was because it was like, oh, the chorus is really hitting them, um, you know. Yeah. And look, people, I'm not saying this in a judgmental way. So whoever's listening mm. to this, please don't think that I'm judging by any means. Yeah. Cause it could be from the most authentic place ever. I'm just saying yeah. from what I experienced and how people talked about it and stuff and what I witnessed. So, um, those are some things. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of other examples, but, or I guess one more is what I want to say is, the the example of if somebody like leading worship was kind of a labyrinth or like kind of oh, had a lot of motions or gotcha. all this kind of stuff, it was like, oh well, that person's just he's much or she's much, and yeah, when she leads, she's this or it distracts me or <laughs> there was always something. To <laughs> That's be said my favorite about. one. I mean, you were under a freak. <laughs> That's yeah. my favorite one. I'm distracted by. This. <laughs> like what does that even mean like uh 
from what reading the reading the words? You can't read the words because they're (laughs) (laughs) so true. But those are all examples, churchy examples of where I grew back, uh, grew up in. So I had a framework of there's a certain way where you stand, and it's respect. It's mm-hmm. you're singing, you're, oh, yeah. and that was worship. Like there was nothing really more than that. Yeah, don't show a lot it, of if affection. there was, it was pretty rare. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And of course, somebody'd sing a song and the word the literal words of god would hit you and you'd cry or whatnot yeah there wasn't no like i mean it was just all spirit was working i mean it wasn't nothing crazy well i get to this point now where i've experienced a lot of churches and a lot of people and a lot of different scenarios of worship and from seeing that at first i was really taken back and like wow that's that person's much because I was taking my old framework and putting it on people. Yeah. Like, oh, that's kind of weird or that's different or that's annoying or whatever. Yeah. And then I was, I met people like Landon or <laughs> uh, what? he's the, the biggest example. Talking about. But, <laughs> and just other people. And I got, I, instead of them being a spectacle that I saw on Sunday or just at worship events or whatnot, I got to know these people and got to know mm. their heart. And I mean, like, I really honor you in this aspect is that everything that you see Landon ever do is from a very genuine place. Landon mm. ain't faking it for nobody. <laughs> so at first I might have thought, well, like, that's just weird. He might be faking it to some degree or something, you know, just in my mind. Well, then after doing life with Landon a little bit and seeing that, I'm like, no, that's actually like legit as crap. Mm. And I just know that this dude loves Jesus a lot. And wow, he's just really expressive. Yeah. So it really started to open my eyes to why would you even do that? Why would Mm. you sing as loud as you do if you're not a good singer? Or why would you lift your hands more often or act, dance a little bit, move, whatever, just be more free. Like mm-hmm. you go to some concert, like I've talked about going to a bunch of country concerts and whatnot. The last freaking thing that people are doing are sitting there standing just still. watching it. Yeah. yeah. Standing still. Why is church so different? Why? Do we put worship words on a screen and then all of a sudden you become a freaking uh, statue? You can't yeah. move and it feels thick as crap and you can't do anything. Yeah. It you if you can worship some country singer up on stage or some rap concert or you're bouncing around or any of that, what makes Jesus different if that's what you claim to be as a Christian? Yeah. And that's your Lord and Savior you're singing about. Why should you be different? So it, it really caused me to evaluate that and Mm. really look at myself and say, man, do you even really worship? Like, Mm. are you actually giving Jesus your all when you're singing like that? Or is that only part of you? Mm -hmm. Because you feel comfortable and you feel safe and it's easier to do that. You're not stepping on anybody's toes. You're not annoying anybody. 
mm-hmm. dude, you just get to a point and you, I really want you to speak on your journey after this. Uh, you just get to a point where you're like, frick, I don't, I don't care. Like yeah. I might be annoying the crap out of the person next to me, but honestly, like mm. I'll do respect if they like, if they're op- open to it, they can get to know me and they'll love me because they know that I'm doing this for Jesus, not for them. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately where I stand now and how I grew through that was knowing that the expectations that are placed on worship or settings or stuff, you just have to explore it. And heck, maybe sometimes you just need to sit down and be with the Lord and be in peace with the music. Or sometimes you need to be the dude dancing in the corner or you need Mm -hmm. to be on your face crying or you need to, I mean, there's multiple ways that the Lord meets you through this, but I had it in a box for so long and, I'm really, really thankful that I'm yeah. not in it anymore. Wow. <laughs> I'm really thankful. Oh, dude, you but can just it's see. It's been a cool journey and really eye-opening. Yeah, I mean, you can see the whole change. I love, like, I, I hate that you don't live here anymore right now, but I love, like, when I get to, like, worship with you after a while and we're back in the same room again, I'll just look over and I can just, yeah. like, see more and more freedom on you and I just get messed up. I'm like, God, like, I just know this boy's been with the Lord. Like, I can just see it. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I've never seen Caleb do that before, or I've never seen Caleb do that before. And it's not like I'm sitting here telling him, like, oh, yep, Caleb's hitting the mark now. No, but it's, it is just, like, the joy that, like, you have found that well that is loving him, you know? And it is, like whoa, he's really giving himself to it. Like he is, he has no idea what he's about to encounter in his life because (laughs) of what he's doing, you know? And I think, I think the biggest problem though, that comes from this is not always people's misunderstanding of worship is, but more than the, the spirit of religion that people are raised in. We are so raised in so much religion that when we think of worship and singing in church, it's got such an immediate religious, excuse me, context that triggers us to live back into that space of just what church is. And so we have this natural distaste for it. No one's ever showed us a vibrant life of being in love with Jesus to the point that we worship him as our lifestyle and we actually give him our offering as worship in our lives. We don't know what it looks like. So when you talk about worship, when we talk about all these things, people are just like, they just have this distaste that's like stale. And like, how could that even ever be fun? And if you think that's fun, you're probably just some weird church kid, blah, blah, blah. It's like, or maybe you've you've learned a greater revelation of who Jesus is. And that's what you talked about is it all boils down to under to seeing the worth of Jesus. So like if you're listening to this, don't be like, oh, okay, I need to challenge myself to raise my hands more. No, you need to challenge yourself to learn uh, the worth of Jesus in the word. If yeah, you're the hand raising will come, you, you ain't got to search for that. Yeah, or Just like whatever. It, Just whatever your whatever comes from your heart. You know, I would say. Like I said, the heart posture part is the middle of all this is the offering is not the offering of praise and worship isn't how loud you shout, how loud you clap, how much you raise your hands. That honestly comes sometimes by just personality. The biggest truth, oh, the absolutely. biggest 
off the offering is in the heart heart posture. I can't say heart and posture together. It's like hot pasta. The, the but hot the, the hot pocket. The heart posture shift happens in the the decision to engage. The offering happens in the decision to change your posture. Like I will walk, you know, I guess just to like Caleb said to speak into a little bit for me is uh, I just, you know, once the Lord really came alive in my life, and I guess like I would say truly saved me when I was 20, when I when the when the salvation I had from God was real, I just had this immediate, like, for one, gratefulness. I had this true revelation that I was saved by him, that he came after me and got me. And so there was just this immediate true love for him. Like, I loved the Lord. And the... And I mean, I would, I would definitely raise my hands and worship. I mean, I love to worship God. Like I love to read the word because I, and honestly, that might be something for someone's heart to real, to check, not that you're not saved or saved, but also to check and see like, do I really have a connection with the Lord? That's like, I realize who he is for me and what he's done in my life, you know? And you might need to ask the God, the God, you might need to ask the Lord to, to like meet you in that place again and like give yourself freshly to the Lord. I'm not saying you have to go through, go down in the front and rededicate your life and all these things, you know, tell a friend or two if you want to, to make it official. But like, you might need to be in a space of like, I freshly surrender my life to you again, Jesus. You are my savior, you know, and break that religious mold off yourself to say, I can freely tell the Lord that I surrender my life to him and he has saved me every morning. That doesn't mean I'm not saved. It means I'm choosing to constantly keep myself aligned with the truth that I am his and he is mine, you know? And so anyways, over years, I just, worshiped God more and more. And the more I learned and the more, uh, the more of my heart he won and I surrendered and got healing, the more I freely worshiped him. And, you know, the biggest shift was a big shift was that was discovering the concept of the secret place and going into that and really building that for myself with the Lord. When, you know, when nobody else, I, I did that for months on end. I don't even remember that season of life, what was going on. All I remember I really don't. I like, I'm just like, dang, I must've been MIA for a while. I don't even know, but I just remember that's all I did every day. It seemed like yeah. was how do I get in that room by myself and how, and what's God going to do today? What's God going to do next? I can't wait to see how the father, what he teaches me today. And it's almost like, and back then I didn't really know how to hear the voice of the Lord either. And so I was like, am I going to hear him today or am I going to hear him tomorrow? What's he going to show me in the word? <laughs> what am I going to learn? Like what? Is, like it was such an experience and there was nothing. It was just this quiet room with me and the Lord and me believing that he was there and trusting him. But it was in that space that I learned to worship him yeah. because I learned to value him for him, not to value him because I was supposed to, or do something that I was supposed to do to get this re- the result, yeah. you know, I was there to, I was there to challenge myself. Can I worship you, Jesus, when I'm not getting what I thought I was going to get from here? 
can I worship you, Jesus, when I have made the decision to truly be just about you and want you to meet me in a very real way, even though I don't know what that looks like? Can I worship you because I love you just for that? And, you know, I I mean, a lot of times I would have to get on my face, literally, or lay on my side like a little kid in a fetal position because I was crushing my pride. What I was doing is I was actively removing pride out of the scenario and saying, all right, Father, I am here before you as a little kid. And no one taught me to do this. I just followed the Holy Spirit. I followed my heart. I'd get in there and... I'd get in there and be like, I just knew I need to be like a child before him because I don't have the faith. I need to believe like a kid to worship him this freely. And I can tell that my pride's getting in the way right now. I can tell that I care too much about how I look, even though there's no one else in the room. Dude, that's and, so true. And so I need to look stupid in front of myself. Hmm. I need to let myself be stupid in front of me. And not be ashamed of it or or feel like I'm not being cool or whatever. Because that wasn't the, the point was getting to him. How do I connect with him? How do I worship him? So anyways, that was my offering. That was my offering for a season. And, and, and it's like now, you know, the Lord and me have walked together for a long time. Yes. And I have experienced God in very powerful, manifest spiritual ways through his word and through worship, through his spirit, through prayer. And I'm just, he is close. He's very close to me. And so I can like, I'll walk in a worship, I'll walk in a sanctuary or a service for church. And dude, I, it's crazy. I mean, I just, I can hear the first guitar strum and literally something comes alive in me. Like, I don't even have to. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it is like something in me just like stands up and I just like, my hands are in the air before I even like, I don't, I don't worship anymore by let's wait till the song moves me. And then I'll raise my hand at a cool part. You know, I don't worship anymore of let in my life of let's wait till God moves me today in whatever scenario. And then I'll give him some type of song. It's like, I go in the service and I'm like, y'all I'm or like, father, I'm here for you. And I can't wait for all of us to just jump in this big, huge ocean of worshiping you and just give it to you. Like worship is as an yep. offering is not a response. It is, it is a, it is a first reaction It is a first action. Like we don't, we don't, we don't worship in expression in that way. When we respond to the feel good of the moment of the song. Dude. So good. I'm so glad you brought it there. Yeah. I mean, oh, for the longest time I did when I would sing or worship, it was for those moments. You're just hoping for the moments of the goosebumps, for the uh, the high of, wow, I really feel God. And I mean, like the spirit's on a certain chorus or a certain verse or something, and you could just tell. But I mean, this was back before I had lingo for any of that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was just very, I mean, even back to the saying of what we were talking about earlier of like, yeah. oh, worship wasn't that good today. It's like, guess what? Worship's not about you. That's literally the complete opposite. It's like, yeah. oh, I really didn't like this song today or I didn't like Jody singing this song or 
I like it when so and so sings it better. Oh like, god, dude, worship! <laughs> you are missing the entire point. It's like worship is about giving to God. Yeah, it Jesus. is so much more about who you're worshiping than what song you're uh, singing. You saying who's Jody. singing it? <laughs> that was the first time that came to mind. I don't even know a Jody. I'm just thinking about how many times I lived that growing up. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's very real. But dude, that's real. so true. It's when Jesus is more important and that's literally the sole purpose. Or mm-hmm. it's like, you know, maybe you worshiped one time and you're, you kind of leave and you're a little upset because mm-hmm. you didn't get the goosebumps or the... Whatever you were, whatever expectation you brought into worship to receive, yeah, it didn't get met, and then mm. you walk away disappointed. And it's like, okay, yeah, that happens sometimes, but guess what? That's probably not the healthiest heart posture for you. That's yeah. not worship. That's for you. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it for you and what you can get out of it, that's not worship. Worship is freely giving. Oh. Just because it's worth it. Yep. Not for anything in return. And I'll tell you this, like, if you, like, the more you build in the secret place and the more you sacrifice time to get alone with God, the deeper that well you're building to have to worship from. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you'll there's going to be, like, for your car has a bigger gas tank the further it can go. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. The more you create space you create for the Lord in your life, the more you have to give him and offer him from your life. And that's not a works, and that's not achieving God's love and working for uh, trying to anything like that. That is just saying, if you create space for God, ugh, that's actually frick. That is something the Lord, I remember the Lord told me one time, and it was just like, Landon, if you create space, I will fill it. I am faithful to fill the space that you give in my in your life. And the more you expand yourself, the more I'm going to feel that expanse. And then I'm just going to make it bigger every single time. And it's like, first, I need to do that in your heart with me before I do that in your life with me. And so for years, the Lord's just been filling and expanding, filling and expanding, filling and expanding. But it was all hinging on my, yes, I surrender. Yes, I surrender. Yes, I surrender. Oh, that bucket's overflowing. That bucket's overflowing. Well, just get a bigger bucket because I'm made to actually carry more than that one. Oh, I'm made to carry more than that one, you know? And there's just, worship is just not about you, but God will meet you in love when when it's about him. Dude, those moments, those moments that you're just talking about, those moments where... I've probably encountered the Lord the most in worship. Every single time are those moments where uh, you might have had a bad week or you might have had a bad, there's a bad situation going on in life and that's all you think about right now. Uh, Something that's just really consuming you and bogging you down. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in those moments, you just don't feel like worshiping. You're like, ah. I really just don't truly yeah. feel like it right now. Really, God, like this is going on, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, that's actually like cracking open your heart a little bit. 
it's like you're actually talking to the Lord a little bit. You're shedding some light. And then next thing you know, you're like, okay, fine. I give in. And when you make that decision of like, okay, at least for this amount of time, I'm going to cut out this stuff, not worry about mm. it. And I'm just going to praise you. Yeah. Those moments as fast as he can show yep. up, he will. Sure. I mean, it seems like, I mean, it is every time. Yeah. And those are so beautiful moments because your expectations mm. are pretty low walking in there. You know, you've got, you're so distracted by other things. And then all of a sudden you're just blown out of the water at how God meets you. And you're just wiped up by a mop. Cause you're a freaking puddle on the floor. Dang dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking like, you know, it's just, it's so contrary, especially for Americans that are such idealistic or individualistic. We're so much about our own achievements and our, we don't, we praise our kids and we praise our favorite superstar baseball players or whatever. But it's like, I don't, I don't know. There, there is, there is a block that happens in our hearts to praise the Lord and to give him what he's worthy of. Um, especially those who don't know him, obviously, but I'm talking about those who do, but, um, you know, kind of going to the next thing. Well, first of all, did I, I didn't want to cut you off from what you just said though. Did, uh, did you complete what you're, or did you, what did you, yeah, what no, you just said? No, okay. No. Well, just going to go into yeah, transition. worship, worship. Well, you, you said a lot of things. It's kind of already setting up the last two things we were going to talk about that we can kind of interchange and talk about together. Um, is okay. worship, worship can be, is a tool like worship. You might've heard this before, like worship being a weapon. Um, and those who are pursuing those who, I mean, just pursuing God and understanding that, like we have an enemy and that we fight with like worship is a tool of authority. It is a tool of victory. And when we see it that way, like you have to, honestly, you have to understand everything else we've talked about up to this point and live that to be able to carry worship as a tool in your life. And also, but I'll say that I'll kind of go back on what I just said and say, you don't actually have, you don't have to, have an understanding to see worship as a tool have an effect in your life but i think to wield it with more authority you do need an understanding because you won't be in these moments in life and think oh i just need to like if i can just praise god right now and god's gonna move or i'll i'll see this situation change by my praise or by my worship you know what i mean um, it is a, yep. and, and in that it's also a means for connection. So I want to, I don't know, hang on. We should probably just stick with tool. Let's just stick with tool first. Do you have any thoughts on the tool part? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm like, I don't, we need to dial it back. Just a second. Yeah, I know. Cause the connection part's exciting. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the realest portion of it. It seems like. Yeah. But, um, for a tool. It's just something, yeah, you have to create it on your own like we've talked about. It yeah. has to be something that's sought after, and um, it really can be a weapon whenever. It is choosing to declare life over any situation. 
mm-hmm. over you were declaring the lo- glory of the Lord, his majesty yep. and power, all of his might and everything that you can describe him as, everything that he's worthy of. Yep. And there's nothing that compares. So mm. any of your illnesses or uh tough home situations, tough uh girlfriend, boyfriend stuff, kids stuff, job stuff, all these things that happen in life uh that might be very significant. Yeah. Are easily yielded to the presence of the Lord. And mm. when you know that and take that and say I'm going to use worship over this lie that the enemy is telling me right now. Mm. I choose this over that. I yep. choose the Lord over this. All of a sudden, you have power and weaponized worship over this thing. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just one example that came to mind. No, dude, that's awesome. I mean, I, I think what I was thinking of when I thought about worship being a tool is, like, <laughs> worship is a worship connects you with god which we'll get to but worship actually also helps you over like caleb was saying but it helps you overcome overcome inner situations going on like look people are imprisoned held down weighted down by feelings emotions lies things all the time they're 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 even they're weighed down by lies and generational curses things that have been on their lives for years but you come yeah. to, the, to the to the Lord with a true heart of worship, and you are you are choosing to worship Him despite all the lies and things you feel inside of yourself that are like waging war against you that you feel like you are having to carry around all day, every day. Watch how the power of God through how you love the Lord and how His Spirit starts to move through your worship. Watch how that starts breaking those lies and things away. How it starts, how they start, that weight starts falling off. Like the Bible actually says that the Bible says that we have been given a spirit of praise for a, or a spirit for this, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I think it's like Isaiah sixty one. He's like, I have been sent to uh, free the captives and the prisoners. I've been given a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Like the Lord gives us literal tools to learn how to make how to use things as tools and and just to reference the word again so when david is carrying the ark of the presence of god back to jerusalem he you know when he has to do it when he does it the right way he worships and every time they every like six steps i think they sacrificed another animal and worshiped the lord and then when they get into the city he dances into the city he and what is he doing he is Worship is ushering in the presence of God, literally. This is a picture of how worship brings the presence of God into a space. And if your life is weighed down by disappointment, failure, and all these things, worship actually clears the way to bring in the presence of God. It, and not, and it, bring, it also clears, the, and when you do it, the clearing of the way is, like I said, it is, it's removing those lies. It is, it is, it is actually attacking darkness in your life. It is a tool and worship because of how the spirit moves on our praise. The Bible talks about that, that, 
that the Lord is enthroned upon the praises of his people. The Bible says that. It, the Spirit of God starts moving on our praise, and it starts giving us revelation. There is there is things the Lord's that we start hearing things from God. You know, we've talked about you know posturing your heart, positioning your heart, living your life as a lifestyle. You know, learning who God is. So many things of God that I learned in the Bible, I learned deeper in my heart when I started to worship and sing these songs to him and I would sing something that was about a trait of God and it's when I would sing it and the spirit was all moving around me and my heart was loving him I would remember a passage I read and that passage would come right into my brain and sit right on those words I just read and I'd be like oh my gosh Lord you really are that way that's what you really are like. Holy crap. Like, that's what your word meant. My heart just connect. That was, that was one of those head to the heart moments. My heart just connected with what my head read in your word because of the worship my heart was giving you and the, how the spirit was moving. You see how that's all connected? So it's a tool to learn God. It's a tool to connect with God that we're going to get to, but connect to the things of God. Mm. Dude, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, like, you just killed that. that was <laughs> very, ex- very expressive of the truth that it is. So cool. Well, dude, it's yeah, it's that's the truth. I mean, if you want to know God more, you want to connect with God more, build a lifestyle of worship. Like let let your heart change shift, and you know learn how to offer live a lifestyle of worship where you're offering God praise, and it will bring you into a deeper connection with Him. It will take things you've read about yeah. God, and it will connect your heart with those things because you're choosing to love Him. You know, it's like I don't love I didn't love God first because I knew everything about the Lord in the depths of His Spirit and all that. What's the Bible say? We love him because he first loved us. Like, that's the basis of our love. Like, we don't love him because we've seen him do all these things in our life. We don't love him because he's, you know, provided in all these ways or whatever. Our only reason that, the only reason needed to love him is because he loved us first. Yep. And it's like when you are sowing a life and abiding in a life that's reading his word and really taking that bread of his word and trying to learn it, but your heart is already set on, I'm going to love you no matter what, because you first loved me. His spirit comes down and breathes on that word you've been chewing on and it just meets and it just, it, it starts releasing in your heart these truths of who God is. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. How do you the paving the way word you just shared a minute ago is probably the truest thing that I know that I know of. I mean, worship truly. I mean, it talk in scripture. It talks about all the power that it has, Mm -hmm. and it. I mean, every knee and every bow, every (laughs) every knee and every tongue, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Jeez, can't get it out. (laughs) There you go. Uh, 
that is that is literally what we are made for and like it or not that's what's gonna Mm. happen one day yeah and you might as well get behind it and start hopping on the train of that's how worthy our god is and Mm. it's that's that's just really powerful um what you said so i want to i want to know what things of god you're connecting with these days the most through your worship things of god yeah like yeah it's like you you know how do how how much closer do you feel or what are the what are the things that like in your in your in your present connection with the lord and the worship that has been developed with you and him together, like how is he connect? Like how is, what are you connecting with him about? I guess or like things that he is, just um, connecting with you in and things. Uh, I mean, probably the biggest thing is just proximity. Of mm-hmm. number one, my awareness has been so built up recently of how truly close God is in every situation mm-hmm. and. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be at church. You don't have to be in any particular setting. When you do posture your heart right and get in that space where you really, truly welcome him in, and that's all you want is to just be with him, Yeah, it's crazy where he shows up. I mean, like, and how fast it is. I mean, it's just like a simple acknowledgement of like, hmm. God, I just invite you in right here and it's like yeah. wham boom all of a sudden hit yeah yeah it's like oh i'm i just want to cry right now it's like, yeah oh i'm at work oh okay <laughs> or driving down the road i probably shouldn't wreck right now um but proximity is <laughs> probably a big one and i mean that one's pretty fresh and truly still w- learning to really grasp how much he loves me and wow. how true that is for me and really breaking off lies that I've believed for a long time Dang. that I'm either not not worthy or not good enough or not hmm. I, I, there's a list and it's yeah. stuff that I I had talked myself out of that I didn't believe mm-hmm. but they were still there and I didn't know that I was giving myself to him and I really was like, I actually believed for a long time that I wasn't good enough or worthy enough for his love. And that's the biggest thing of like all all the songs of singing Mm. about the love of God. Yeah. It's like immediate, immediate wreckage. I mean, it's right in the face. Um, so that one's pretty huge and significant. Dang, dude. Um, yeah, I'd say that's probably the biggest one right now. Well, thanks for sharing that. I mean, yeah, that's a... Uh, I think there's some, like, hidden areas in my life where I don't think I've received that yet either. Um, The love of God. Yeah, I think it's like a never-ending bucket, but, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, there was definitely, I mean, there's some times where I, I, I think I, the truth is definitely set in, but there is times where I have to like, the the truth is set in, in my spirit more than it is in my heart. 
I guess, in the sense of like, I, I don't feel yeah. it as much as I know it. You know, it's like, I know it in my, in my spirit, but sometimes my soul doesn't feel it and it wants to act like I don't know it by, you know, by, but it's like, I really do. But yes. Oh, dude. Yes, absolutely. Dude, that's the, the, the journey of, of love for uh, that God loves us is one that many a professed believer does not know because I think as soon as they were called to, as soon as their salvation happened, they only were put in some type of system of how to keep their salvation by being a good person or whatever. And it's just like for God instead, they never experienced. There is no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you want to compare like the thief on the cross, it's like yeah. the dude literally didn't do anything for God. And I feel like I've lived a lot of my Christian life up to this point of what do I need to do for God next? Mm-hmm. Like rushing to the next thing of big thing. And really, it doesn't matter. Like it, no. ultimately it doesn't matter. Like if you love Jesus and he knows who you are and you know him. His love's enough. It covers it all. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. It covers and it all. I don't think that was it something. I really... Yeah. I mean, this might come back to bite me in the butt, but this is a statement. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll stand by this. Uh, from going to the private private school that I went to, and looking back at all the education of God that I have mm-hmm. from scripture and all the different Bible studies we did, I see a significant lack in my life and others that went to that school that we were not discipled. Mm. And I don't think this is on purpose by any means. I think this is a total accident. I think they're missing a mark unless something's changed of Literally, the, just knowing the love of Jesus and really hammering that and how yeah. real it actually is yeah, compared to knowing all these Bible verses and all this other stuff. That other stuff doesn't help you if you don't know the love of Jesus. <laughs> and that mm. is something I'm like really working in reverse towards. Wow. And now it's, I'm seeing things that I've learned, that I learned that are great and biblical, but they have a new lot because I've experienced the love of Jesus that much more now. Yeah. And Dude. Yeah. It's that there's such a dynamic to learn of not a dynamic as if it's complicated. It's not, I remember my times with God. It was like, Landon, you have your whole life to read the Bible. Quit put pressure on yourself to read the Bible today. And know that when you get up and you sit down on this floor, I'm here and you are too, and we're together. So whatever happens, we did it together. Whatever happens from the next for the next 45 minutes to an hour, we did it intentionally together, just you and me. And I know you got to go off and do the rest of your day and all these things, but for the next 45 minutes to an hour, it's just me and you. And there, I have never once put any pressure on you to do anything with me other than just us be, and I don't, just be together, just be with me, you know? And it's like, then from there, all the work you do in life 
is because you get to do it with your dad. You get to do it with your father. Yeah. Like, like I can't wait to do these things with God. I don't, I've, I don't do a thing for God. God don't need me to do a thing for him. Everything I do, I get to do with him. You know, I get to love him. I get to do with, I get to go do these things. Like I get to walk out this purpose he has made for me on the earth. I get to carry the kingdom and I get to carry this mission and encounter lives and touch people with the words that he's given me and things like that. You know, it's such a, it's such an an opportunity, not a requirement or a, you know, weighted vest on my chest to achieve. But yeah, um, that's so good, dude. That's so cool. I mean, you're, yeah, you're you got any any closing thoughts? Yeah, I do. I have one one thing that I've wanted to talk about was for the means for the means for connection. Like this thing, this seems to be the theme of the year for me. Of like, God's been teaching me masculinity, manhood in a healthy way as a man of God for a while, and this year He's really been teaching me to carry His love as that man and something that I've really latched onto this year was from the Asbury revival where the guy talks about, you know, we can't achieve God's love on it. We can't achieve the standard of love that the Lord called us to without, we need him and worship worship is like I have, it has literally, it has, I don't know how to express this. I've never even talked about it out loud except to say it has that hearing that guy say that. And through this year, it has, it's taught me, but it's instilled something in me when my conversations with Jesus, when I talk to the Lord of, I just need worship because I think what it is, is like the Lord is teaching me to carry strength and authority in my character and in my calling, but to have grace for people too. And like, like carrying this like authority and strength with grace and love has been hard balance to figure out with people. And the, the Lord's like, yeah, Landon, you, I wanted to build your character up as a man in this way. And it's something you've, you're new to. And so it's like, now that I try to carry grace and love at the same time, it's a hard thing to balance. And I've found that in worship only, in worship am I given these fresh doses of the love of Jesus. And all of a sudden, I start seeing people different. I start looking at people with love where I looked at them before with eyes of resentment and eyes of criticism and eyes of judgment or, you know, and, and it's like, it's so crazy, dude. It's like, Without the love of Jesus that comes through worship, I couldn't understand how I'm supposed to have this affection for the people who aren't doing the things that they're supposed to do, <laughs> yeah. you know? But it's like when I, when I literally, I just, there's so many days already where it's just like, I just got to get in a room and worship the Lord for his love to be shed abroad on my heart so that I can see people the right way. Wow. I need the love of Jesus to see people the way that I need to see them. And I found it poured out on me and I worship him, you know? So it was like such a means for, because of worship, I connect with him in that. And I'm able to actually love people 
at the level that it doesn't mean I'm condoning them or I'm having to do anything above and beyond where they're willing to go for themselves. But it does mean that I'm able to love them to whatever means that I need to, even if it's not a lot, you know. So that's my last word on it. It's been something that has really been speaking to me lately. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely a huge connection piece. And if you feel like you're not really, if you're in a rut of not really feeling connected to the Lord. Yeah. It's definitely something to dive into and force yourself to you to. Yeah. I mean, regardless of what you feel like or what you, the expectations you have go for it. Yeah. At the end of the day, if something didn't happen, guess what? He's still worthy of it. I yep. mean, even if he never did anything for us, mm-hmm. that he's still worthy of it. And I mean, I I believe he's going to meet you there. But yeah, I do. Too. Um. Yeah, it's definitely it is definitely a huge connection piece for sure with the with the heart of God and. It's it's doing what we're designed to do. I mean, ultimately, we are made in the image of God to give glory to God. And yeah, I mean, heck, it is literally that. It. it is the foundational, fundamental. So yeah, that's the the sole purpose of our whole creation. So of course, yep. it's life giving when you get in there and get after it with God. When you fully yep. surrender and you're vocalizing or just laying your life down to give Him what he's due i mean it's what he deserves it really is satisfying that's why it's yeah. like death to self it sounds terrible but when it actually when you're done with the process and still mm. like through the waves of that you go through this gruesome pain of sacrifice and dying to whatever you're dying to lies mm. sin whatever right after that once that that moment of pain and suffering is gone and it's stripped of you mm. there's a reason you feel the most amazing and most alive you've ever felt in your life after those moments. Yeah. Uh, there's so much truth on that. And that's, uh, yeah. Do you have any other Mm-mm. closing thoughts on this stuff? Oh, I think, I think that's it. I mean, Lord, we could talk about a, a million different facets of mm. what this looks like and stuff, but we really felt led to talk about this and really the importance of it and shed some light on some stuff that we've been experiencing, have experienced in the past and whatnot. And hopefully y'all get some nuggets out of it that you can apply to your own life and watch God meet you in those places because it makes life really amazing. Um, yep, and it is more freeing, and God is more apparent more and more as you do it. I mean, it's crazy. Mm. Um, so we definitely just want to encourage y'all, and whatever worship looks like for you now, personally, I'd like to challenge it and say mm. you might think it looks it looks this way or should look this way. Uh, open up your mind on. What, <laughs> your mind will be blown to the different ways God meets people. And it's pretty freaking cool. (laughs) So if you ain't got any other closing thoughts, I reckon that wraps up the worship episode. Yep. Thank you guys. And, um,
we'd love to hear back as always. Please remember to, if you ever, if you ever listened to anything and I, I think our message at the end says it too, but yeah, we got that bad feel, boy in there. Feel free to feel free to reach out. So we'll catch y'all next time. We got a bunch of new episodes coming up and we're, um, we're just really excited to release what's ahead. So see y'all soon. Thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of Full Scope. Our hope is that y'all are encouraged by this show to live an abundant life with Jesus. If you enjoy this show, we'd love for y'all to go to our page on whatever platform you're listening on, scroll to the bottom, give us a rating and a review, and we'd love to hear some feedback on how this show is impacting you. Once again, thank y'all for your support of the show. We couldn't do this without y'all. And stay tuned for more episodes.